And we're back. Thank you for joining us all to the streets. It's going to be part two of episode 128. My name is Donovan. I'm Colin. Thank you again for joining us, coming back. I didn't miss uh, it today. Yeah. <laughs> no, there it is. Uh, of course, I want to ask you to like, comment, subscribe on this episode here, on this part here, this video that you are watching. Go ahead and go follow us. We also have our Facebook, our Instagram, our YouTube, our Patreon, all at Salt of the Streets. Go to the Patreon, subscribe, help us make more better content just like this. The newsletters, the beer shows, all those beautiful things that we're doing. We also have our personal social media. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and at Alpaca underscore Donovan on Instagram. Colin is at Big Bird Alfie on both those things. All of this is at saltofthestreets.com. And, of course, if you need a haircut in our local area, go to Swell Blended. That is where I get my haircut. You can see this. We talked about it earlier. I'm in the midst of growing out, so we've got some weird stuff. But it's beautiful. It's good. It's layered. It's fantastic. So, yeah. As, as a man who has done the full-blown ponytail, which I believe I had when I first started working at Bennett, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, you're in, you're in the thick of it right now. Yeah. And it's gonna, life's going to be miserable for probably a month or two with your hair. And then... It'll all come together and you'll be like, it was totally fucking worth it. I can almost get a pony in the back. Yeah. But I'm looking for a low pony. You know? Yep. So. And you also don't want like just the half of it no. in the back that you can grab. You know, you want everything to be able to be pulled back. All and of it. It's all got to get caught up. Yeah. And, but yeah, I will say luxurious looking locks today though good sir okay it might be a little wild but i mean it is uh uh uh, uh pantene pro v-esque thank you is that a 90s shampoo i don't think Definitely. anybody uses that shit on anymore. that money shit still okay well the beginning of as yeah, as per the usual now yes. part two is when we kick off beers and this week is import beer so we have a cristal weiss beer so these are all going to be general wheat beers crystal and then, clear that's right and then we have a heavy Weiss beer, which is going to be your Hefeweizen. Let me so get this crystal clear, bro. Do it up, buddy. But yeah. I, I will need you to open yes, that I for me. <laughs> Actually, wait a minute. I'm going to pull out my epic knife and do it up proper like. Oh, hey -oh. So if I pull out the right giant away. knife. Here, let's go here and watch me just yeah. fucking impale myself. hey -oh. Eh. All right, Mike. You don't kill yourself. Ooh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That was... Totally that worth it. Awesome. Totally right. worth it. I'll get the first pour here. Shout out, Papa Neil. There we go. A little bit higher. It's my sheath. There it is. Sheath up. Tell you what, that is clear. That is wicked clear. Man, William Wallace was making fun of me again last night for screwing up the pour so bad again on this beer show last oh, night. Nailed it. Pour. That's a solid pour. Look how clear that bad boy is. Crystal clear. Give us a taste. Does it taste like a wheat beer? Okay. Coming back. Smells good. real light. Like a like a pills. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it's um, these German beers are going to be uh, subject to what they call German purity law. So right. there is, there's not much going on in there yeah. other than the standard It definitely basics. does take a little, taste a little bit weedy, though. Yeah? Yeah. That's good. That's good. I mean, yes. So here's here's this one. It's a slightly a more cloudy, and I think that's just because it's a more standard Hefeweizen type <clears throat> mix when it comes to wheat. Yeah, clean, but that biscuity warmth that comes in with that heavy wheat. Wow. I don't know why, man. I've been just really into the Hefeweizens lately. Mm. Oh, and that's clean, too. Slightly spicy. Oh, yeah, this is, this is exactly what I wanted out of this beer. It's a good summer beer, and these are good summertime beers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
What? Mm. Yep. Wehenstepfener. Yes. I'm ashamed to <laughs> my German heritage. Yeah. That was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You definitely are. <laughs> That's quite the name. I don't know. I was looking at it, trying to decide if mm-hmm. I thought that you got it. That's about as close as I would get. So. Wehenstepfener. 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 See if you just do that. That's probably it works. <laughs> you just yell it. If you just yell it, that's the That's answer. how it happens. I love that. Oh. So part so the, two. Part two. Have, uh, Supreme Court decisions. That's what Indeed. we're going to talk about. So we can go over some of the ones that came out this session. Um, I have just like the Supreme Court's website, and mm-hmm. they list on their homepage, you know, all of the different decisions. And so, it's uh, the session is not technically over, correct? Nope. These are just the ones that have come out thus far. Um, I think n- next week, I believe, is the end of the session. I'm not totally sure. And I don't know if they change it. I mean, shit. They moved the day to Friday for the row decision. So the twenty seventh is the last opinion issuance day. Okay. So the twenty seventh. Oh yeah. Which is Monday. Whoa. So yeah, we're gonna get a drop on Monday. Yeah. So um, I'll start at the beginning, which was <clears throat> the twenty third. We had the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association Incorporated versus Bruin, which is New York. Proper cause requirement for obtaining an unrestricted license to carry a concealed firearm violates the 14th Amendment in that it prevails in that it prevents law-abiding citizens with ordinary self-defense needs from exercising their Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms. So that was turned over, um, or New York's, the restriction that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, Vega versus Toka. Teka, a violation of the prophylactic rules described in Miranda versus Arizona, 384 U.S. 436, does not provide a basis for a claim under 42 U.S.C., which is like you can't sue someone for violating Miranda rights, I think. is. That sounds about right, yeah. given everything we talked about last episode, yeah. right? So we'll, we'll get into that uh, a different time, not today. We're just going to go over these ones, and there's two particular that we're going to really kind of dive into. Yeah, the two biggins. Yep. Nance versus Ward. Title 42 is the procedural vehicle appropriate for a prisoner's method of executive claim, even if an order granting the relief requested would be would necessitate a change in state law. Uh, Berger versus North Carolina State Conference of the NAACP. The Speaker of the North Carolina State House of Representatives and the President Pro Tempore of the North Carolina State Senate are entitled to intervene in this l- litigation challenging North Carolina's excuse me voter ID law Dobbs versus Jackson's women health wealth health care which is the other one that we'll be talking about today the Constitution does not confer a right to abortion Roe v Wade 410 us 113 and Planned Parenthood of southeastern Pennsylvania versus Casey are overruled the authority to regulate abortion is returned to the people and their elected representatives and lastly Bacara versus Empire Health Foundation for Valley Hospital Medical Center. The purposes of calculating the Medicare fraction, one of two fractions is the Medicare program uses to adjust the rate paid to hospitals that serve a higher than usual percentage of low-income patients. Those individuals entitled to Medicare Part A benefits are all those qualifying for the program regardless of whether they receive Medicare payments for part or all of a hospital stay. (laughs) So... Take There's... comfort in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, that's nice. I mean, obviously the two biggest ones, yeah, uh, that really shook the ground, if you will, this week, because um, the Second Amendment case out of New York uh, that came on Tuesday, I believe, right? Yes. This past Tuesday, and then of course we all had Friday morning. Um, the the shock set in after they overturned Roe and Casey. Thursday, it was Thursday, right? yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, twenty third is when most of these came out. The first okay. ones. So, how do you want to approach this? Um, we we had talked uh, about kind of comparing and contrasting the two kind of big ones right off the bat, and because there's been a lot of uh, I think false association between the right. two. So. I want to compare and contrast the two cases because it's been done so much over the last few days. Um, <clears throat> the New York gun case is pretty much cut and dry, right? You have mm -hmm. the right to self-defense under the 14th. The right cannot be removed without due process. Um, so that one's that one is, is pretty simple. We're going to dig into it more, but on the face, that is that. Because mm -hmm. I've seen so much comparison, um, like I just said, of, uh, oh, so guns have more rights than women do and, and things of this nature. Mm -hmm. um, the case of Dobbs is more complicated right but we so we'll start we'll start with the gun one like i said on its face it's 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 pretty simple new york state had tried to just start and there are several other states that say this as well new jersey is very restrictive on that very so much I'm maryland to see what comes of that um is that you had to provide like a legitimate reason as to why you wanted to carry a firearm for self-defense which uh was ruled under this court that the What the fuck am I trying to say? Totally just lost my train of thought. Well, let me add this on top of that. Yes. What happens is in these, what they call may issue states, where they may issue you a permit or may not. May issue um, and shall issue. And, right. Yeah, because most states are shall issue if they're not constitutional carry states already. But there's a few holdouts, the ones that are affected by the decision. I believe it's like five or seven. I don't remember totally offhand. But um, the the major problem is that you had to prove, like you just said, you had to have some kind of reasonable. Um, what was the phrase you just used? Like you had to have a, a reason. You had to have an, a reasonable means or a, a reason yeah. for wanting this gun. And most of the time, self defense was not a proper allow cause. a proper cause. But the the really screwed up part was the state was the one that determined whether or not you had proper cause. It wasn't whether you the individual who has rights felt like you had cause or not. It was arbitrarily up to the state itself. Right. And a lot of times with, I mean, even tighter within the cities, within those states. And so most of these places were labeled may issue, but in reality was will not issue. Right. A lot of those were. And it was ruled under the, <clears throat> excuse me, ruled this way under the 14th Amendment, what is called the Due Process Clause. That's why mm -hmm. I was trying to think of this and completely lost my train of thought. So thank you for saving me. Was ruled under the Due Process Clause of the 14th Amendment. So I'll read that part here. Amendment number 14. Um, let's see. The validity of the public debt of the United States. Is that the correct... I believe it's the first section in 14 too. Yeah, okay. Sorry about that. All persons born or naturalized in the United States and subject to the jurisdiction thereof are citizens of the United States and the state wherein they reside. No state shall make or enforce any law which shall abridge the privileges or immunities of citizens of the United States, nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor deny to any person with within its jurisdictions the equal protection of the laws. So what that says, in a little bit easy in layman's terms, right, is that your rights cannot be violated without due process and because there is no, no due process in a potentially unelected official if you're talking about a sheriff then they're elected you know if there's some but anyway a, a public official telling you whether or not you have the right to carry something mm -hmm. there are deeper issues that we'll get into later about allowing people to dictate what your rights are for you but even under the framework of the constitution and the amendments the subsequent 
amendments therein, it is unconstitutional for them to decide and remove your right to self-defense, to conceal carry weapon, to carry weapon outside of your home for self-defense without some form of due process. So that is what they're referring to. And that's where a lot of the confusion starts to come in. Maybe not even con- confusion doesn't even feel right to me because so much of it is intentional. Right? Yeah. And it falls into a couple of different categories. Confusion. Let me just finish that thought. The confusion between this and the ruling of Roe v. Wade, of the overturning of Roe v. Wade, because that was also ruled that way partially because of the 14th Amendment mm-hmm. and the same due process clause. Yes. Right? So I'm going to talk for a second about the different ways this is being confused because we talked in your let me ask you this about part of this right for a little bit i was very angry because i know how simple it is for people to find out what the reality is of these two cases i know how simple it is for you to look up not you but for anyone to look up exactly how these cases got ruled and why it is and even if you don't agree with them the logic i believe is sound you Mm -hmm. know i understand the reasoning there you can disagree with it but i think the reasoning makes sense from a logic basis there's not a ton of jumps of that's crazy why why would you say something like that right um so that part made me frustrated and the other part made me very very sad especially for people that i care deeply about that that they on two different levels Mm -hmm. have been deceived and on the first level it is being told that this document and the amendments subsequent to it tell them what their rights are right oh yes and and they don't and we've talked about that just tons of times on the mm-hmm. show, right? And most people who are listening don't know for anybody who's new here, anything like that. If you don't know if you're here to learn, the Constitution doesn't give you your rights. The Constitution simply lays out a few of your rights and says exactly that the government cannot infringe upon them, that it has the duty to protect and defend them, right? That is what the Constitution and the Bill of Rights says. The Constitution lays out the responsibilities of the three different branches and a few other things after that. And then the Bill of Rights, like, like I said, is the, the 10 base base rights that the government absolutely definitely cannot infringe upon so it doesn't give you your rights nor do any of the people that are elected into it or any of the people that we or you have decided that have any authority over you mm-hmm. and so not that, that you actually decided but so it so it, it made me sad to that effect that I believe people have been intentionally misled that way through rhetoric when people on the news uh public officials, pundits are talking about your constitutional rights, your constitutionally held rights, all these things, right? I think the rhetoric is very important that we have to be so specific because people now are under the general assumption that that is what's giving you your rights. Yeah. This piece of paper, the constitution gives me my rights. And it sets people up for failure. It does, because that is the opposite way that you should be thinking about the constitution of the United States of America. It is not, it was not drafted to give anybody rights it was drafted solely so that the federal government at which the founders were establishing they were setting the boundaries of the absolute rights that they cannot infringe upon right and that it is not a list of your rights it's a list of rights that cannot be infringed by the federal government it is more for them 
than it is for us. Our rights right. are innumerable. It said, and that's the Ninth Amendment, the power, the enumeration yes. of, in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. What that says, right, you, this is not a full list of your rights. This is a small number of rights that we are laying out that are specifically protected from the government. That the government we are laying out cannot and does not have the power to infringe on these rights. That is specifically what we're saying. Mm -hmm. And that's why creating an amendment is such a difficult thing and that's why it's such a large obstacle to get over and why it's such a big deal yeah. right it's because it is laying out constitutionally a, another limitation of the government that may not have been expressly lined out when the founders wrote these documents and whether people made the amendments yeah. what is up zeke we're happy to have you here what up big so, dog it concerns me that so many people are of that mindset because, like I said, I think it sets them up for failure. If those are the building blocks that you're going off of that you're limiting yourself to what this piece of paper, what the document says, is you're setting yourself up for failure. That's mm -hmm. the best way that I can put that. And the second layer to that is all of these people that are under the same uninformed... Um, I don't know. I can't think of the, the exactly the correct terms. I didn't turn assumption or can they're they're convinced that the nine people on this on this council on the Supreme Court are dictating to them what their rights are that they have <laughs> that they have some form of authority over telling you what your rights are. Right? Yeah, and that's it was confusing to me and also came me a little bit open. I'm seeing people, especially under the road things, say. Um, saw a lot of shit like on Instagram of like, I will aid in a bed abortion. A as you should. A yeah. As you should. You, you, I, I promote this because I don't think that if you believe that this is one of your rights, that abortion is one of your rights, then you you should pursue that path, mm -hmm. right? I, I believe that, that you are the one that defines your rights. So if you, yourself, people that we really care about that are posting shit like this, that say things like this, believe things like this, Right, you're limiting yourself by allowing and providing, giving the authority to other people to dictate to you what your rights are. When truly, the only authority to that lies within yourself. Yes, and it's like sad that, truly sad, truly, truly sad that people are not accepting of that. You know that they're they're limiting themselves within that by providing that authority to other people. Mm -hmm. and, you know, they've been spoon fed this right. this false narrative. Th throughout our entire life, generations of people have been spoon-fed this bullshit about how the system is supposed to, supposed to work. And no more, no, there hasn't been a period in time at which that lie has been more substantial than in today's world between the Gen Zers, the Millennials, and the Gen Xers. Um, much less, you know, we don't really count the boomers at this point, but because they obviously have no idea what their rights are and they don't care about them. Or if they recognize them, they've proven that all they want to do is strip them away at every possible convenience. 100%. But the, the real, let's put it this way. One of the, uh, like, I'll add another layer of problematic thinking that goes with this, this forced narrative thinking that you should think that the, the constitution gives you your rights versus vice versa and that the supreme court can dictate your rights when they make an opinion and things like this and right. so when it comes to something like abortion the place where that belongs is within your state and within your state constitution and your state laws that's where all of this is supposed to be but the brainwashing of the american 
citizenry for generations have been trained now to think, to forget about the the foundational aspect of re, re, small r republicanism, belief in a republic that you know best for what you and your fellow statesmen want, to thinking that everything that you think should be forced upon the citizens of other states. So everything has to be done at a at a at a federal level because this is our democracy and if you want something to be protected in your state you have to automatically want that protection for the other people in other states which by by itself is not necessarily inherently wrong and there are organizations that move within the states because this is america and you do have the power to say strike up a 501c3 nonprofit that promotes a uh, say we'll just use abortion in this, you know, in this case because that's what we're talking about. Abortion being open and available and safe and all this stuff, and then you have offices or you push for legislation in all sorts of different states and all that. You're trying to convince the populace of places to get on your side. That's the way that is supposed to work. You're not supposed to say, well, those dumbass people in Missouri are a bunch of backward ass thinking motherfuckers, so we're going to force it on them at the federal level. That is. That is a, that's the sign that wherever you're at on your stance on where your rights come from, you know that they were built in a backwards manner because force, you cannot force another individual to infringe on someone else's rights. And if those are, if those rights are innumerable and it is not explicitly called out in either the federal or state constitution. You have to do the groundwork to change it from the bottom up. You cannot change it from the top down. That is how democracies work. And that's also how dictatorships work. And if you are raised, generations of people now are raised to believe that we live in a democracy and it's supposed to work like that. You don't, you're not concerned with your state politicians unless they're directly pushing for something you support. You're more concerned with the federal government and the, the consequences of those laws passed because they affect us all as Americans. And we should all be one big, happy, united states of America. So we're one big country. We should have, we should have all the same protections that I think that we should have right here for me. And that is a fundamental misunderstanding of how the whole system is supposed to work. And I'm, I'm not, I definitely... I'm I'm not talking about people trying to enforce their opinions on other people. I'm I'm trying to push for an embrace of people people embracing their own ideas. Mm. And <clears throat> part of the concern of this is the way that this this row case especially has been framed of, you know, the constitutional right or your right to do this mm. has been removed. Your right to an abortion has been removed. And so there's a debate on whether or not there is a right to an abortion. And I don't think that this discussion, I think it's, I think that it is a mistake to base that in a document that says your, your rights are not fully encompassed in this document. So I see, I for, see. for the concern of that to then be pushed, like I said, on the Supreme court, I think is stupid. Mm -hmm. If you're, hearing from them that this is not a constitutionally defended right, a not a constitutionally protected right, then your push then needs to be, that's fine if it's not in the Constitution. My rights are not fully enumerated in the Constitution. I'm going to continue to push this. And that's why I, 
so that I'm I'm advocating for people regardless of whether or not I agree with it because mm-hmm. I think abor- personally I think that it's wrong, right? Abortion. I agree with people who are saying I will aid and abet abortion because if you believe that that is your right and that is other people's rights mm-hmm. and you're both going to work towards that, then I think you should do that. And I think operating I said, from the standpoint of well, it's not constantly too protected, so fuck it. I think that's a bad that's a bad starting point. It's, you know? it's a bad starting point, and I can. If you want to see that, I, I agree with you to the effect that if you want to see the institutional change of that, then the right place to go is of your state, mm-hmm. especially according to the Supreme Court. That's the way to go. So you don't but, disagree with the sentiment, but it's no, it's directed no. at the wrong place. And, and no, no, and I don't, I don't really disagree at all. My okay. my point really is just that I'm cutting more to a base individual level of all the way that many people that we are seeing are identifying with the situation about their rights being defined by what these justices just told them, mm-hmm. and I think that that's. A, yeah. a, a logical fallacy that they're feeding themselves and i believe that the root of that is is us as a culture and society getting away from the founding ideals mm-hmm. and even if that's at the base of understanding the ninth amendment says your rights are not fully enumerated here because people don't even fucking get that they don't it's just well if it's not constitutional then yeah. you know i don't have that right anymore but that's it even says that in here that that's not true. The nope. founding fathers, the people at the time when this was ratified and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights is ratified, understood what that meant. That's why yeah. that's why the Federalist Papers were being produced so people could understand what all of these things were saying. So at a time, people understood actually what that meant. And I believe, like I said, the further we've gotten away from even the base understanding of our founding ideals, the easier it has made it for seekers of power to distort our perception through simple rhetoric like mm-hmm. i was saying earlier of constitutional rights constitutional rights the things like this instead of framing correctly under these are constantly protected but again you mm-hmm. remind people every time they said this but also your ninth amendment right says right the ninth amendment says it, it, that it says is, that it's there if you want to tell to be people there. that and if yes. you're not telling people that it's because you don't want them to know that their freedom exists within themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was saying was really like bothering me yesterday is how many people are so stuck on what the Supreme Court is telling them their rights are yeah. when they don't tell you what your rights are. Now, let me... They tell you whether or not a law that is being passed is constitutionally is constitutional, yes. but they don't dictate to you what your rights are. Because that would be what's referred to as judicial activism. Or 100%. legislating from the bench, and it is a way for politicians to um, divulge themselves of all responsibility um, because abortion could be law right. on a federal level right? if the people's elected representatives like put it forth and voted for it and made it a fucking law. Yes. And I, I would bet you you can get a lot of people on board with that. Maybe not anymore because everybody's so polarized, but you could do that. Um, and I, I would just add on to that. I feel like there is decent motive for particularly existing politicians to to not make sure that you understand that Ninth Amendment. 100%. Because, because it, it allows them to – it gives them campaign ammunition. It, it, it allows them an opportunity to get the, the populace riled up, to get them – we're going we're gonna, to you know, – at this point, I don't know what the – I don't know what the rallying cry will be, but you know we're gonna we're gonna pack the court so we can you know we can balance out the Supreme Court or something like that. When all that they would really actually need to do is 
push for legislation on it right. and then actually make it a law. The major problem with this is that the one of the major problems behind the road decision to begin with, it was never law to begin with. Right. It right. was just an opinion from the court. So and then when somebody tries to pass a law, obviously it gets and then they get pushed up to the Supreme Court. Yes. They say, well, we have we have precedents here now that says this star right. decisis dictates, obviously. So we have to do this when in reality, you cannot make law from a court. A right. court does not make law. They enforce the law. So let's so let's take a moment here, and then I want to address Joseph Joseph's comments. Thank you again, everybody, for joining us. Make sure to like, like comment, everything like that. Because um, I want to draw, again, a distinction between the rulings of the Roe decision and the New York gun decision. Mm -hmm. right? The New York gun decision, well, because they're both decided un under the 14th Amendment, the Due Process Clause. And so I want to make sure that we hit on why the one can apply to one and not the other one. Mm -hmm. And it to me, it, this is why it makes logical sense, because the concealed carry case in New York, after it being decided through the 14th Amendment, is based in the Second Amendment, is yeah. based in your inherent and not only your constitutionally defended right to self-defense, but also your natural-born right to self-defense, which is what inspired the Second Amendment in the first place, mm -hmm. right? So because the decision of this was decided through the 14th Amendment based on your Second Amendment rights, there is a more stern basis. The yes. Roe decision, this decision for Dobbs versus Women's Public Health, right, was based on the Roe decision, which was precedent based on precedent. It was based on the precedent set in Griswold versus Connecticut, which is not, it's not a law. It was a decision that that law could not be passed, mm -hmm. right? So it wasn't based... It was, but it was based in the enumerative state of your laws in the Ninth Amendment. And because it wasn't explicitly stated in the Constitution, and that's what the Supreme Court has to interpret is the Constitution, that is why, that is why it was easier for them to overturn it. Again, whether or not you agree with it, whether or not I agree with it, or Colin, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the actual reason that it was decided this way yeah. is because it is not explicitly stated in the Constitution, and you have people on the court who are, who are originalists, contextualists, or they're not. They're, whichever one, I don't. I, I, I always mm -hmm. fucking flip them around. Whichever one is deciding what the words actually meant. Right? I think it's contextualist, what, what the actual context of those words mean at the time that they were written, right? So... It doesn't matter. Either way, it could be incorrect. The people that decided this, the majority, look at the Constitution based on the way that it was written and not as a living document that grows and changes based on our culture and everything today. Yeah. Right? That is why it was decided that way. So let's read these comments really quick. Joseph Garrett, people in certain states have lost their privileges, their privilege of having an abortion. I believe that that's probably correct. Yes, I think that's probably a good way to put that. They still have freedom of movement to go to a state where it's legal and have their abortion if they so desire, 100%. Yep. Zeke, I don't necessarily have an issue with the issue of federal government passing down the responsibility of determining whether or not abortion should or should not be legal. Personally, I like this. Because from a political standpoint, it shows you, the voter, where your representative stands on the issue and if they're willing to flip their state's ruling. Well, I And I agree with that. because. Yeah. It makes them take a firmer stance because all the politicians now can say, oh, I'm pro-choice 100%. But they, even the ones that are pro-choice don't ever have to set their line of where it's okay. Yeah, you know, Because they, they, they have a Supreme Court ruling yes. to fall back on. Exactly. They have and no now, liability. Now they do not. Now you actually, uh, more people, I believe, will have their feet to the fire on exactly where their line is, which will make you more informed, not only about the issue, but mm -hmm. like Zeke said, about excuse me, the person you're voting for, because yeah. 
Most of the people that I've talked to about this case since I heard about it didn't know that there were states in the country where there's no limit on abortion. People don't know that. When you yeah. tell them you can go four days before you have a baby, go to Oregon and have an abortion, people don't know that. Yes. And even the ones that are vehemently pro-choice are generally a little disturbed by the idea of somebody who is 39 weeks pregnant going and having an abortion. Yeah. Right? It's it's pretty dark. So, yeah. There's, there's a reality to that situation that you can't get around. Yes. Um, and whether you uh, morally – how you morally square that away in your own mind is your own business. Yes. But it is – it's a thing that not everybody is ready to see. We'll yes. put it that way. So I'm not sure. I w this I have really to decide my full opinion on it as far in the context of modern 2022 politics. Mm -hmm. I would really have to think about it. I don't think that it's a necessary. I don't think it's a bad thing for it to go to the states because it isn't. It's not uh, explicitly stated in the Constitution. So I understand the ruling. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We've talked for years now about how I feel about abortion, and I don't fucking know. I don't know, you know where my line is because all this shit makes me uncomfortable. I don't agree with it personally. I don't agree with it. Yeah. But I got a difficult time deciding where legislation should be for you know women to do anything. I don't know. And that's mm -hmm. why I'm not fucking running for politics because I don't want to answer that question of where my line is because I don't know. I don't right? know where my line is. If you ask me, it's probably a baby as soon as you find out that you're pregnant. Probably. Probably. It probably is. Once that cell goes from one to two. Does, does that mean that I should know. tell you what to do? It absolutely does not. No. It 100% does not. So, And I would never, like in, in my personal opinion, right, I would never force my opinion on abortion on anybody else. I am not like a devout Catholic who no. insists that it's, you know, I might personally believe that you're ending a future human life, period. And I, you know, whatever, you know, I'm not a religious man, but at some point, something will judge your decision in the future yeah. about that. And that's, but that's up to you. It's not my deal, man. It doesn't, it doesn't infringe on my rights. Right. You know, we can have a conversation about when, when the unborn child gains personhood, which I think is probably more of a conversation sold. people should have. And I think we talked about that before, but um, you know, this, personally, that's where I line up. Right. And, but after that, it doesn't affect my life. And when it no. does, I will have an opinion about that. But until then, man, like I I had to verify and double check what our our own state's rule is on that, what our laws are for that. It's like for 24 that. weeks, I it's, think. Yeah, they say viability and they, they about 24 to 25 weeks, which is the end of the second trimester, yeah. essentially. And I get, I don't personally, if I was in a situation where I was at that point, I'm not. I'm not going down that road. That's, I can't cross that line myself. Right. But again, it's not my, it's not my life, man. It's not. And I've made this association before. People kill people all the time and it doesn't affect my life. And I still believe that's wrong. If your stance is on that, there's nothing you personally can do as an individual to stop that. There, I mean, there's some weird conversations people can have way off in, you know, hypothetical land, but realistically, there's nothing I as an individual can do to stop somebody from having a second trimester abortion right. without infringing upon their rights, which is something that I would not feel comfortable doing, nor would I feel comfortable the state doing it. And I do feel right. like Missouri, man, I like I feel bad for people in Missouri not having the ability to make a choice. I, I morally whether you think it's right or wrong 
I don't agree with that choice being taken away from somebody. I'd rather have more people have more freedom to make more bad decisions than stop people from even attempting to make those decisions to begin with. That just seems illiberal as possible. Well, I know what happens when you tell people they can't do something. Yeah. I know what happens when you tell people they can't do something. When they told me, hey, you can't make guns in your house anymore, I said, bitch, Mm -hmm. watch. Watch. I'm going to go buy something. Watch this. (laughs) So you can't. And that's that's what I was getting at earlier, right? Mm-hmm. On a deeper level, I, outside of the all oh, constitutional, I, I think that people are feeding themselves a, a logical fallacy of basing their own personal rights in any of this shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's if you think this is your right, then you should pursue that. And there's nothing that I or anybody else can do to stop you because we don't have any authority over you. You mm-hmm. have you have personal and bodily autonomy, and if you're if you're ceding that authority to somebody else and that's your own fucking problem like yeah. i can't i can't help you with that you know i and that's what i say it makes me sad for people we know right like like yeah. morgan right that if this is the framework you choose to live in then there's nothing that i can do for you because i don't think that you should be allowing anybody to dictate for you what your rights are nah, and man. it was like another girl that i saw that i went to school with that was said that i will aid in a bad abortion and it's like against it's like i Fucking as you should. If, if this is a right that you identify within yourself, as you should, mm-hmm. I, I I agree with you. You know, and I so I, and it concerns me to a deeper level, to a certain level, not deeper level, but it concerns me that that I was saying earlier that the power hungry, the people at the top, whoever you want to attribute it to, are using that as a distraction because they know that even at the founding. This isn't what they were talking about. They weren't telling you what your rights were in that document. They know that. The people who have those jobs, they know that. They mm-hmm. absolutely know what that says because they're choosing what they sell, what they tell you about it. The people who work in the Capitol, the congressmen, the senators, they absolutely know what the document says. They absolutely know. Yeah. They're telling you that they don't. They're choosing to mislead you in a direction that limits your freedoms and your liberty. They're actively choosing to do that. Mm-hmm. Don't allow them to do this. They don't have authority over you. The authority they have is completely false. It's fabricated, and it's only because you give it to them, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen this. They're trying to strip power from you any way that they can while they retain it themselves. They don't even want you to have passive defense in the form of body armor. <sighs> yeah. But they definitely are surrounded by people who have body armor so that if someone tries to shoot at them, everyone can stand in a circle around them and they don't die. Isn't that interesting? But you can't have it yourself, yeah. right? They don't want you to know this. They're actively trying to deceive you by telling you that the Supreme Court is dictating what your rights are to you. Let me ask you a question. Is there any similarity? We talked about Uvalde last time, and it's always on everybody's mind. Um, the, the need to do something about that has been very prevalent since the tragedy happened. Um, is it any, do you think, especially not now, obviously, but, um, cause it's too fresh, but does it surprise you that you're not hearing calls to do something about this? Um, it, there's a lot of rage and anger, but, um, like Elizabeth Warren and, and Joe Biden and everybody, they're all AOC. They're all out there calling the Supreme court illegitimate. They don't believe in this ruling, blah, blah, blah. But would they ever do you think they'll ever actually call for a, we need to do something about this and pass some form of legislation that protects this nationwide? I don't, I, like, you feel like that would be their initial call because every time there's a big issue that they 
they get ruled against or, you know, some law gets struck down or they can't pass a bill. It's always like, well, we need to do something. We need to do something. You could be doing something even on the federal level by drafting some form of legislation right. that essentially would set some guidelines or boundaries or something. You could put something in law. And I don't know how that would work on the uh, the challenges and stuff like that. But there's nothing that says you still can't have a law. I don't know. On the federal level at this point, could you even do that now? You could try. And I think you that know, someone probably will put one forward. Because there's no law to – there's no ruling on an existing law that would bar you from creating a federal law on abortion. Because all no, the – No, Because all the – yeah, the rulings in Roe and Casey and, and back – these are all based off of um, state cases that brought up to the Supreme Court and, and then ruled that nobody's ever tried to bring a right. federal abortion law to task. And, and they also didn't – the Supreme Court also didn't rule that you, like, don't have a right to an abortion. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Just said it's not in you our court. You don't have a right to one is what they're saying. Yes. So I know that may have sounded confusing, but, like, there isn't – they don't – the country and states, the country doesn't have an ability to block you from having one, mm -hmm. but they're just saying you don't have an explicit right to go and get one. Yes. And it's, that needs to be decided within the state. So, yeah. I, you can definitely try, you know, you're good. They would definitely run into issues and it will get challenged because mm -hmm. there are state laws that already intercede that. Um, but I don't see there being any federal precedent. You, right. You know, because, like it seems like an avenue they could it, pursue. You could try, but I think that it would be challenged and probably turned over under the Tenth Amendment. That it's not explicitly stated, so the states need to decide it amongst themselves. Um, yeah. But because I don't, I don't like. But I also think that they, the Democrats, know that that's not a winning issue for sure. I think the last number I heard is like, oh, 61% of people agree with Roe v. Wade. I don't think that's true. Just like 90% of people don't agree with, you know, universal background checks or whatever. That's mm -hmm. bullshit. If that was true, then 60% of our representation would be leaning towards being pro-choice. And that's yeah. not what we see. So, not even close. you know, so I don't agree with that. And I think that it probably hits closer to halfway. And I think there are also a lot of people that say that they're pro-choice and are actually deeply uncomfortable with abortion. And I think that there are probably people on the other side that say they're against it, but really what's like, I wouldn't, I would never tell someone they can't do it because it's mm -hmm. not my fucking right. Yeah. So, you know, as hard as it is to believe for traditional politicians, there are in fact pro choice Republicans and pro life Democrats. That yeah. is a thing that happens sometimes. There was on Crowder when he was doing that live stream on Friday, yes. they ran into that one, pro-choice it's an odd cross-section yeah pro-life democrat yeah, yeah. It, it's it de and i think that illustrates the fact that particularly on abortion i would challenge you to put three people together in a room and have them have the same exact um thinking behind where they think you know how they want to deal with abortion I, it right. is such an individual thing and 100 i i wonder if i could i want to pontificate a little bit upon the certain sect of people like Seamus Coughlin who have a religious standpoint about it and that are and it goes on both sides the, the extremes in both ends yep. where it's like it's either wrong or it's totally right and you can do whatever it doesn't matter I wonder if if the extreme pro-life standpoint wasn't as vocal and as prost 
proselytizing, proselytory. Yeah. Proselytory. Um, yeah, if, yeah. If they weren't so proselytory about it, would it even be an issue? It's. It seems like their stance is so wide, you know, within the proper context. I mean, it's a very widespread belief that abortion is murder, right? There's a, yeah. it's not half, but there's a good chunk of dudes out there, people out there that believe that, right? Um, if that was, if they were less proselytizing about that, would we even have this discussion? Would it just be something that isn't talked about and there is no laws around it because the only people that are pursuing that path are just taking their own utilizing their own personal responsibility to go do whatever it is that they're going to do by themselves. And it's not going to infringe on anybody else's rights except for possibly the unborn child, you know, child. Yeah. But I mean, if there wasn't a pushback, I don't know if there would be an issue here. I think everybody would just kind of, you know, ostrich head in the sand type of thing. It doesn't affect me. So why am I going to think about it? Because there would be people who it does affect. There's always going to be people, the people, the women in States that it's illegal um, or that it's limited or whatever, you know, and they have to go somewhere else. If you live in the middle of a big ass state and you have to drive to another state. Yeah, like that. We talked about that yeah. once. There was like, there, they didn't outlaw it completely in that one, but there was one at the, the right. ass corner of the state or whatever. Right. If you got to drive 17 hours or whatever, whatever the fuck it is, you know, if you live. Texas is a big state. That's what I'm saying. Or even if, if you're talking about it being a quarter of the states and you have a, a group of states where it's where it's illegal yeah. and you have to drive all. You got to go like three or four out. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, I think it would still be a discussion. Um, but I don't see that waning because of how deeply held that is, especially be, when you're talking about someone like Seamus Coggin where it's religious. Mm-hmm. People who are devoutly Catholic, devoutly religious in any sense, that's part of who they are yeah. you know and so, part of their job as a religious person is to try to to save more souls or whatever 100%. and so they they are built to proselytize for a reason yeah it's kind of a utopian idea at the end if it couldn't exist well we've talked about stuff like that before where it doesn't matter because it does exist and people do know about it yeah, yeah. and it, it just does it tears at my liberty sense too because whether or not i have a moral disagree with me and I have my own personal line. I don't like the idea that there are there's states now, more than a few, that people woke up yesterday and by the end of the day they couldn't pursue an abortion if they needed one in some states. Um for whatever reason. You know, and this is not to I'm gonna go ahead and just say it because I think just to just to put it out there I hate the fact every time we talk about abortion, it's it's a uh, it's an absolute deal. Pro-choice, pro-life. It's a pro-choice, pro-life, and it has has nothing to do with how you got to that situation. Right. Where you've already fucked up, or I had a change of heart. I don't know. I, in some way, you, you you fucked up to get to that position, or you know, we had that case. And I did I did want to correct myself, even though I didn't say it on the podcast when we were talking to Brian the other day uh, at work. It was. The the gal from Issaquah that had a partial miscarriage, she was in Malta off the coast of Word. Spain and then went, had to fly to an island that was in Spain's jurisdiction. So it was Spanish law. Um, and even though Spanish law is 14 weeks, I believe, for a voluntary abortion, and then they have at any time, if it's a health risk at that yeah. point. So that 
she was able to fly to Spain and get the abortion from the partially partial miscarriage. But but even then, I, I, it did make me check too. I was like, well, what is you know? Let me make sure I know the date. You know what time frame the Spanish law is and all that. And it still is. You know, it's half of what it is in our state. But right. Um, but they keep that exception open for health of the of the mother and stuff like that as most states do you know what uh, yeah. I'm saying? i know even like the most restrictive jake lines was just posting something that like idaho um i think they proposed a bill or have a bill or whatever it is um, yeah excuse me and that still allows those exemptions um yeah. so zeke said slightly off topic i'm curious with how midterms will turn out now with the supreme court overturning roe v wade i can see this really putting an obstacle in the way for republican candidates and i i don't know that because I don't know that like a, a federal law will be as big of an issue, but I, I would personally be more concerned about the splinter issues as far as like packing the court, overturning or getting rid of the filibuster. I think those will be more prominent issues how, depending on how the Democrats are going to run because mm -hmm. the Democrats are going to use this as a push for those things because they're already we, we talked about it last week. They're already renewing the same talking points of well the supreme court justices have been dishonest this entire time and we can't trust them so we have to we're gonna have to pack the court you know yeah. we can't trust the process to get people in because they lie so we have to overturn the filibuster also we need a federal law for to codify roe v wade so we need to overturn the filibuster especially if the republicans are going to win and blah, blah blah so that's more what i would predict mm. would be those issues as opposed to just a federal codification of Roe v. Wade because that is going to be a process. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You get that, that law passed, it's not going into effect for years. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be tied up yeah, for a minute. There's going to be an, an immediate injunction from the Supreme Court because they're going to be like, all right, hold on, hold on. We will take a look at this, but give us some time now. Yeah. We only really work once a year. All yeah. right. Get, we got to take a look yeah. here. That's going to be a special session. It's going to be a whole motherfucking deal. So, yeah. and I do think it's interesting though. I don't remember if we talked about this on Friday or I was just talking with myself about it, or maybe I was talking with my brother about it, but, um, I, I, I actually was thinking about that same issue. It's like, well, you know, when you think about the timing, um, and not not assuming that the timing was on purpose or anything. This is just when it happens. But it is rather inconvenient, I think, for Republicans in for Republicans in the uh, in the midterms because it's going to divert attention away from everybody's wallet issues with with right. with inflation and gas prices and the whole nine yards. People will still feel that feel that, and they'll still be angry about it. But it might have temporarily change the number one topic because of everybody's being so passionate about it it is literally the biggest political thing to happen in in probably two generations so a little attention is obviously warranted yeah, we thought the guns was big and then roe v wade dropped yeah exactly like, Damn. <laughs> and uh, i mean can you imagine for a second what this ruling what the reaction to the opinion would be if if the leak had not happened and kind of prepped everybody for it mentally because i mean i went through last night um i will highly highly recommend this video i don't care what you think about him at all i mean he is a, a polarizing figure but ben shapiro yesterday Ooh. did a two and a half hour long uh li or stream or video on his ben shapiro youtube and for the first about hour hour and a half he literally 
just read through the entire opinion. Mind you, you, you know, you're not quoting and citing all the same things that they do and all that, but he read through the entire thing, including the dissents, and obviously narrated, you know, commentated on certain portions of it. But it was very good. That is a, if you watch that video, he says it right there, you will have a better understanding of that opinion than any of the politicians making remarks on it today. Yeah. And I, I cannot highly recommend that video, or I can't recommend that video highly enough because, again, regardless of what you think about him, he literally just reads it and gives you a little context as you go. You could disagree with the context, that's fine, but he reads it out verbatim so nobody can fucking lie to you about when you see a story that Clarence Thomas pushes for rolling back gay marriage and LBGTQ rights. Right. Which is courtesy of The Hill, that headline, which is just bullshit. <clears throat> he does not call for that, although he does lay some foundational work for it well, in, in his opinion in his, and stuff. But, in his concurrent opinion, he does, but not in yeah. the opinion that overturned Roe. Exactly. So, but it's false framing. But yes, if one hundred percent, unless you hear his opinion verbatim or you read it, because I was reading along while he was talking, it was nice. But um, unless you do that, you have no under. People are going to continue to lie to you. Why would you oh, trust at this point that the the establishment? corporate fucking press and the establishment politicians that run the government and try to just take every right away from you every single day. Why would you assume they're going to be truthful with you about this? What do we say, Colin? Every institution hates you and wants you to die. That's right. So I would highly recommend that video. It's very good. It's a big, it's, an, it's a big process. It's an hour and a half easy, but you will actually have a good understanding of what the fuck you're talking about at that point. Yeah. And I don't think that's too much to ask for that kind of, uh, understanding no not at all and we'll hit joseph's comment here and then i have an article that i'm going to send to you really quick because there's one more aspect of this that actually came to me late um that i want to discuss with you Ooh, so i like that <clears throat> there it is joseph garrett perfect argument for why it should be left up to the states seamus can live in a state where his beliefs are upheld and vice versa where i don't disagree with that right yeah. i think that it's a little bit understated that it's not so simple as people just picking up and moving to a different state right Bilbo Swaggin. never is we had a whole conversation about Roe, comparing it with guns and everything, all, all the everything. Yeah, okay. yeah. You're going to have to go back. Don't worry about it. All right. But Part one will be released uh, on Monday. <laughs> yeah, it was good. We, we talked about personal freedoms. At the end of the day, Bilbo, or two. the real message is that you shouldn't be allowing the Supreme Court or any documents or anything to define for you what your rights are. You define what your rights are for yourself, and you have to work to defend those things, to get other people to understand them so that you can live in a state, in a community where people have similar views as you so you can live cohesively it's it's good so i don't disagree with you joseph like i said i think it's a little bit understated how easy it is for people to just pick up and go to a different state it's mm -hmm. just not it's not as hard necessarily as people think it is but it's also not so simple as saying well i'll just move to a different state yeah you know i if i could put it in my own words i'd say it's more expensive than ever to do it but logistically and physically easier than ever before yes. to do that. It's, I mean, we, we looked at that. Sorry about that. Uh, just smack my mic. Um, we were looking at relocating across the fucking country yes. very recently. And we definitely had a very, very hard look at what exactly that would take both financially and physically. And I mean, even for people like you and I, it's doable to do it. If, if you really want to set your mind to it, um, being forced to move out of a state because of because your personal liberties are being infringed upon yeah is a it's a shitty thing to have to do um but that's again though that's the way the republic is supposed to work 
It really is. I mean, we yes. back in like the the 30s and the 40s and the 50s, people would move to new states all the time to take new jobs. I got a new job in Albuquerque. We're moving to fucking New Mexico. Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know. And from wherever I'm, I'm moving out to San Francisco from fucking Wyoming because I got a new job and we're packing up the family and moving across country. Right. It was a, it was a big thing that people did when they had opportunities to take, they do that. The inverse of that is having to move because of a lack of opportunity or persecution and oppression in your home state, right. which is never a good feeling, but the option's always available. And that's, I think, man, that's what inspire me a little bit because that's part of the problem i think with roe being decided the way that it was initially is setting a precedent that well this is going to happen everywhere even though it obviously it isn't yeah. and now people live in a place adults live in a place where before there was at least a baseline for what they perceived what they interpreted as as their rights and that part could be gone right and that's yeah. like the actual tragic part of it is that if, if it was always this way, then you could have had some say, you turn 18, you're like, this place is bullshit, I'm fucking done here, I'm moving mm -hmm. somewhere that aligns with my rights. But yeah. now, even if you had just had a baseline of this and you identified with that, that could be removed. And I think that's a, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I that's like the way... This country is so amazing, we can yeah. literally have so many different cultures and opinions, 100%. And that's the way, it's not that much, it's not that way as much as it used to be. You know, there used to be, like when you drive across country, you see the welcome to fucking Oregon sign. You see the welcome to whatever sign. I mean, generally speaking, it's going to be damn near the same as where you live now because we're so homogenized across yeah. all the states. There's very little difference from state to state to state to state to state unless you're talking about very specific items and things like that. With the overturn of Roe, obviously there's going to be a massively huge social issue that is very different in all sorts of different states. And so whatever you're going to be doing in that area or traveling through, you need to obviously know that. It, I think you and I are probably more, we probably pay attention to that a little bit more because of the firearms laws in various states. That's a big social issue for us. So we, we pay attention to that a lot. And, you know, that's very important when we were deciding where we wanted to kind of land was right. we had to make sure that our Second Amendment rights were protected. So that's a big one. But it would, I think, be nice to to have states out there that like well i'm gonna go here because they're really good on this issue they're really good on this you yes. have a you have a better you have a better flight of tastings to choose from before you decide where you want to land yeah i gotta bring it back to no, beer. That, no 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 no. that <laughs> makes sense i that may, i was just thinking you no know, I, I totally think that makes sense i was thinking about all the, what the different states would have yeah and i i mean i was like huh. in my head i'm thinking like oregon's just gonna be like we are the fucking abortion capital of the united states which is fucked up but that's like it's in the vein of what you're talking about you yeah know? for sure <laughs> um no no i think i think that makes a lot of sense um the last real point i think that i want to make on this uh two points we don't know exactly what the repercussions of this are going to be as far as the constitutional implications, mm -hmm. right? There are a lot of people, like you already said, that are saying it's going to overturn gay marriage, it's going to overturn Griswold, which is like birth control between married couples and stuff. Um, I don't think that that's likely, especially because in the opinion itself, it says that these abortion cases are different from those other cases that were decided through that same clause of the 14th Amendment, right? Yeah, and particularly so, the... Oh, because it's not just due process. It is privacy. It's su subsequent. 
substantial due process. Yes. It's a different form of due process. It's, it's, it's more of the what instead of the how, I believe, when it comes to procedural due process and, and, and substantial. And it's not substantial. It's killing me now. I don't remember the exact term, but substantive due process, which is what this was aligned on. And that's what um, Clarence Thomas particularly called out in that is that substantive what the heck the fuck I was trying to say yeah. I think it's substantive um, due process those things need to be reexamined when he was talking about Griswold and so on and so forth because they were also settled upon substantive due process lines whatever the fucking term no, is no that, that was it um, that and was it. thank you I'm in my own head um, because those should be ruled on other merits not just that because that that whole concept of solely relying on stare decisis and precedent is not correct if the precedent that was originally set was wrong. Right. And then you should go back and fix that, no matter how the major, major problem here is that we're ripping off a Band-Aid that's needed to be torn off for 50 years and readjusted, reapplied. It's been so long. Right. It's been so long, people believe that this is a thing that, because they don't have a good understanding of what their rights are. So they, like we've been talking about, they've been tricked into telling you this is where your rights come from when it is not. You still have a choice. Vote locally and convince enough people in your state to vote in representatives who will... Like 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Hashtag absolutely. republic all the way. Absolutely. I would love to resurrect the republic. Yes. I am, I'm a big believer in anarchism and the fallacy of the state, but I'm also... I understand I live in the real world and I live in America, which is not going to be anarchist. So I would much rather prefer a republic yeah. where, where controls are tightly or more tightly constrained. We can exist and thrive in this system and also consistently push for something better. Amen. I think that that's there you kind go. That is a very good way to put yeah. it. Yeah. What so, is Ron Wyden doing here? Yeah. So I have talked before. My biggest concern with overturning Roe v. Wade is also the the inferred right to privacy that also comes from the 14th Amendment, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I believe that, that the right to privacy was correctly decided. I believe that's correctly inferred coupons especially from the bill of rights i believe that that right to privacy can also be inferred in the bill of rights if you're talking about the third and fourth amendment right and when you're and that's when you're talking about search and seizure and also housing of soldiers i believe uh -huh. that that's correctly decided that you can infer a right to privacy through those rights as well as the 14th amendment mm -hmm. i whether or not those things apply to roe and doctors and stuff i, I don't I don't know how that would be decided. I agree with it. And that's my biggest concern is removing the rights to privacy that we are enshrining. And yeah. so regardless of whether or not I agree with Roe v. Wade, like I said, especially in a post-COVID era, I'm very concerned with removing any rights or privacy protections that we have from the state. Privacy protections from the state that mm -hmm. we have, right? That concerns me, even if even if I don't agree with Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Um, when it's Joseph Garrett said, depending on where you live and what your values are, it might be easier to move. Mm -hmm. That And that's 100% true. That's how we partially arrived at the choice of, yeah. of moving is where we live in Washington State. 
it sucks here. Do we want to stay here? Do we want to leave? So, so, no, we thought of the same thing. Um, so Ron Wyden is doing something, uh, thinking along the same lines, right? And I don't know if this is a brand new thing. He's been on the personal data thing for a very long time, so it might be renewed. But this article is from what from the OregonLive.com, the Oregonian. Yep, because um, Ron Wyden is a Oregon state Oregon senator. senator. Yeah, Wyden among Dems seeking probe of tech's use of personal data after Roe. So there is a renewed concern or a new concern of the way that tech companies and different apps are going to use people's datas, mm -hmm. data and metadata uh, in accordance with Roe, right? Mm -hmm. There are concerns about people in this. Uh, let's just go through the article. So uh, Washington, with the Supreme Court ending the constitutional protections for abortion, four Democratic lawmakers are asking federal regulators to investigate Apple and Google for allegedly deceiving millions of mobile phone users by enabling the collection and sale of their personal data to third parties. Excuse me. The decision Friday by the court's conservative majority to overturn Roe v. Wade is expected to lead to abortion bans in about half the states. Privacy experts say they could make women vulnerable because of their personal data could be used to surveil pregnancies and shared with police or sold to vigilantes. Online searches, period apps, fitness trackers, and advice helplines could become rich data sources for such surveillance efforts. The request for investigation of the two California-based tech giants came Friday in a letter to the Federal Trade Commission Chair Lena Kahn. It was signed by the Democratic Senators Ron Wyden of Oregon, Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts, and Cory Booker of New Jersey, and Representative Sarah Jacobs of California. It, went, it was sent shortly before the Supreme Court announced its decision overturning the 1973 president. Jesus Christ, how many times are you going to fucking say it? We get it. Sure every paragraph, it I'm going to tell you they overturned it. No yeah. fucking shit. Welcome to modern media. How do you not know? Like, good God. Individual, it's just, good Christ. Yeah, individuals seeking abortions and other reproductive health care will become particularly vulnerable to privacy harms, including through the collection and sharing of their location data, the lawmaker said in the letter. Data brokers are already selling, licensing, and sharing the location information of people that visit abortion providers to anyone with a credit card. They said prosecutors in states where abortion becomes illegal could soon be able to obtain warrants for location information about anyone who has visited an abortion provider. Private actors would also be incentivized by state bounty laws to hunt down women who have obtained or are seeking an abortion by accessing location information through shady data brokers. Well, so, that's fucking hyperbole right there. Right, right. I was say. So I don't know about the extent of all this, right? But the concerns are already there, even amongst the senators. And if you have even some pieces of shit who are saying that, I guarantee that data hacking and all this shit, privacy concerns are real. And... Like I said, I don't know about the extent of all of this. I know for sure people are already stealing your data. I know that uh -huh. Google's stealing your data. I know that who, who Apple Apple's probably stealing your data, right? They just keep uh -huh. it locked down tighter than Google does. Yeah. But and and I know for a fact that our state governor got a hold of location data to track people's movements during COVID, and it seems very, very, very surprising to me that these Democratic senators who were I don't want to put words in their mouth, but obviously our Democratic governor was on board with this and multiple other states also used cell phone geolocation data from the cell phone providers during COVID to enforce their fucking lockdowns. It is very, very surprising to me now that now they have a fucking problem with this because it touches something that is sensitive to them. This has been a problem for a very long time. And now because they finally found an angle they can take, they're going to now it's worth whether or not they actually mean any of this bullshit they might actually push for something like this and get a little bit of control uh over what happens to our data when right over the last two years they could give two shits 
about our data security. And I did not think about that, uh, but that's a very good point. Biden said this shit fucking yesterday when he was making one of his announcements and having fears that people like you know, lawmakers in like Missouri and stuff like that would be using you know their location data on apps and so on and so forth to track these people and prosecute them if they decide to travel out of state and visit, visit an abortion clinic and all this stuff. Who's the number one worst culprit for spying on the American people's data? It is not just, it is not Google, it's not Apple, it's not Microsoft. All of them combined it's the might make up what the NSA and the fucking feds do. It's the okay? Feds. It's the fucking feds. And I don't, I, I hate this fucking pot calling the kettle black shit. I'm so tired of this hypocrisy. I agree that we should shut this shit down. We don't need people tracking our data. But this Ron fucking Wyden's going to get up there? Elizabeth Warren's going to get up there and proselytize about this shit? Fuck you. Oh, I'm so glad I brought this up. Oh. <laughs> I'm so glad I brought I this up. I was looking, man, because that, that Biden thing last yesterday really fucking pissed me off when yeah. he said that. And I was like, I got to write this shit. I got to work this in somewhere. I didn't know where it was going to be, but this is it. Thank you for teeing me up. Yeah. <sighs> so, so there's an angle. So to there's think two about. levels to it because I, I think that's very valid. The other level is, is the other concern that they might actually do this shit because they've shown you that they can do it. Yeah. Regardless of whether the concern for this is genuine, they might actually do it. Yeah. And if you're talking about using people's personal data to find out whether or not they traveled to another state to have a private medical procedure, mm -hmm. you can eat my fucking dick. Right. That is unacceptable. You yeah. don't have any business as the, as the state government doing that, looking at what people are doing in their private time so you can try and try them for something that's illegal in your state. Yeah. Uh, That's nonsense. I was watching yesterday. We call it Interstate Commerce, man. Interstate Commerce. Yeah, that's fuck right. Out of here. That's Interstate <laughs> Commerce, my G. And who has the authority to uh, regulate federal interstate commerce? The feds do. Um, but I was watching the... the uh, Yesterday's Drinking Bros podcast. I've been trying to get back into that show. Okay. I'm going to suggest to you one on Thursday to listen to because Thursday they do a segment called uh, their whole podcast. It's just called Fake News Thursdays. I love it. And it's fantastic. Um, one of the hosts has been on IRL before in the past. Um, but the what the fuck was I going to talk about? Data, Drinking Bros. Son of a bitch. I just listened to them. They were talking about this stuff yesterday during their episode, and I had a point, and I lost it. Son of a bitch. I'm trying to remember. Data. Nope. No, I got nothing. I'm That's okay. On. I just pulled up this article. I just saw DHS warned the memo of likely violent extremism following Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade. Yeah, no shit. <clears throat> the intelligence branch of the Department of Homeland Security warned officials on Friday of what it says is the likelihood of domestic violent extremism in the wake of Supreme Court rulings. Wait, I thought that was us. <clears throat> in the wake of Supreme Court rulings that eliminates federal-level abortion protections, multiple news outlets reported. The Department's Office of Intelligence and Analysis reportedly sent a memo to law enforcement, private sector partners, first responders, and others that was obtained by Axios and CNN. The memo warned the government officials, including judges, were at the greatest risk of violent extremism following the Supreme Court's decision, while noting that faith-based organizations and reproductive health care centers were also at risk. This is from The Hill, by the way. Oh, yeah. And there's I, 26 other sources. I saw, personally, on my, my own Twitter feed yesterday, at least half a dozen direct calls to violence against Supreme Court judges yesterday, um, all of which whose accounts are still there. So I don't... One of them even got reported, and then they they were, they posted the screenshot of Twitter saying that this does not violate terms of service, 
as I, I have seen the most visceral, racist, and terroristic messages on Twitter over the last 24 hours after this decision. And uh, it's only coming from one side, obviously. Um, I've heard a lot of people bring up Loving v. Virginia directed at uh, Justice Thomas and his wife because they are in an interracial marriage. And uh, people saying, like, he obviously didn't bring that up in his opinion, did he? I don't think it's settled along the same line. So, of course, it's not going to be in his opinion. But then again, I'm not a fucking lawyer. Which, by the way, I need to, we need to hit the streets, man. We need to start making friends with lawyers so we can get lawyers in here on the show to talk about things like this. Because, yeah. you know, yesterday, Will Chamberlain came on the IRL podcast, which is nice because he's a, a lawyer active in all these types of, like, constitutional cases and shit like that. We got to get us a lawyer in here so we can have somebody that really fucking knows what they're talking about with all this legal legal nonsense these days. But I, I just I wonder if I know anybody who went to law school. That's why I'm like, I don't, mm, I don't know if I know anybody. Most of the time, once I hear somebody's going to law school, I'm like, all right, well, it was nice to know you. I'm, I'm not into that, but who knows? Who knows? I wonder if Larry can hook us up with a lawyer. <laughs> I bet you he knows somebody. Yeah, lawyer. Uh, yeah, they. Uh, I I saw Larry active on Twitter the other day. It made me happy. I hadn't heard from him in a while. It's been a so while. It's been a while. I know he's he's got to have a lot of stuff going on <clears> in his life. He's hustling. Yeah. Oh, did I, I told you about uh, our dear friend of the show, Creatrix. She was uh, due to go up to Porkfest. Right. And uh, got hired to be the like the actual photographer up there and um, ended up not being able to go. Right. Because her fucking Airbnb canceled. And then that same day. She was like walking around and uh, she was, she said she was in heels and just ate shit on the street and fucking scraped up her face. It was like, not only do you not get to go to pork fest, which is like the biggest libertarian festival in the nation up in New Hampshire, but, uh, your Airbnb got canceled and you ate shit on the street and fucked up your face. That's fucked up. It's like bad day right there, dude. Bad day. <sighs> so anyways, there's that. Do you think we, uh think we covered what you wanted to cover yes sir yeah is there anything okay. else that you want to hit on this ah, the, the biden thing was literally the last thing excellent this data business well with that i want to thank everyone for joining us if you just got here don't go away we'll be back in three minutes uh for part three we're going to be talking a little bit more about guns right mm -hmm. some new renewed conversations about that yeah. um, the senate bill that was just passed was signed by joe biden this morning by president <sighs> biden uh, that doesn't feel good to say no it uh, does not passed by joe biden this, or signed by joe biden this morning I do want to thank everybody again for joining us. Make sure that you like, subscribe, share this with everybody. Um, yeah. That's it. We'll be back in three minutes. Thank you very much. Where'd my mouse go? Welcome to the salt of the streets. Coming at you every week. With this food for thought, hope you're ready.